You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standar. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Morning, everybody. Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network for this uh, Sunday. Yeah, we always do this on Sundays, it seems like. Uh, January 23rd of 2022 from the dot com studio in Egan, Minnesota. I am John Shannon. Over there, in the frozen tundra, better known as Queens, New York, sitting at the bottom floor of the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it would be the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Well, good. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Let's say good morning to the frog. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you've had a fine and fantastic week. Uh, as John said, we're here on the ground floor of the. Uh, Radio TFI Executive Tower. Uh, uh, greetings from the frog in my throat and this thing on my lip. Uh, again, we trust you've done well. Uh, I'm 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 stumbling and stammering here like you wouldn't believe. So I'm gonna. Yes, it was freezing here. I was in 12 degrees the other night, all night outdoors. Even Mr. Shannon said that's cold. Even I, Mr. At Shannon. At the time, I did. At, at the, the time, time, I did. And good morning, Mr. Shannon. How are you feeling today? Well, well, right now, if, if you're looking, if you're bucking for sympathy from me, as as I'm looking at my uh, at my temperature here, it is six below zero. Burr. <laughs> Got a little dusting of snow, and whenever it gets, whenever we get this snow, with uh, when it gets this cold, I mean, just just things just ice up around here like crazy. And I can imagine. I don't care. There are people that have been driving in this region for many a years and still have no. It's usually, it's usually those knuckleheads with 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 the pickup trucks, mm. and uh, they're the ones that think they just they can go balls out regardless of what the weather conditions are and they're usually the ones you find in the ditch someplace even with their four-wheel drive because it doesn't matter how many wheels you're driving if you're on ice forget it jack you are (laughs) well my experience 
my experience has been the ice doesn't really give a flying rat's behind how many years you've been driving on it. Absolutely correct. It does. And by the way, if you're watching us on the video, you'll notice that Mr. Shannon has a wee different uh, apparatus attached to him today. Uh, he had a little problem with his standard company-issued microphone, which we are we have the IT team looking into. And uh, and they're much better than the graphics team, let me tell you what. But uh, so so John looks like he's answering phones for a small investment firm right now. He's the receptionist. But um, let's get. I don't give a damn who we who we fund. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, what do you say we get right into John's favorite favorite? Favorite. But we got a lot to talk about today. John, why don't you read that list before we do this? Read that list that you uh, put out on Twitter of our topics today. Oh, we've got, yeah, we have got a lot of stuff we got to talk about here today. This like is going to be jam packed. Um, one of the things that we're going to discuss in great detail is the one and only. <laughs> Mitch McConnell, and we're going to go through, and if you don't know, if you've heard the term a thousand times probably, Freudian slip, we're going to tell you this exactly, if, if you're not familiar with what old Mitch uh, did last week here, we're going to remind you and, and, and give you the true definition of a Freudian slip. Uh, a little later on, we're going to talk about a Minnesota sheriff is still on the job after uh, getting drunk and uh, taking his, his uh, state-issued or county-issued uh, police uh, cruiser for a uh, uh, quite a wild ride and uh, wound up crashing the thing. We'll get into it a little bit later on. The, the, the thing of it is he's still on the job. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit about Meatloaf and Louie Anderson, who we lost here uh, this uh, past week. And one of the things we're going to cover is what the hell is Wordle? We want, we're going to get deep into this. Uh, and, and, of, and of course... Uh, Stay tuned because in hour number two we will have the much anticipated episode of John and Ed versus the spread. Speak for yourself as far as much anticipated goes. We are uh, deep, deep, deep into the uh, playoff push now. We had a couple games last night. Uh, So we're going to talk a little football here in hour number two. Uh, We invite you to hang, hang around for that. Uh, by the way, you can always join us here in the conversation, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. That's the number if you'd like to get a hold of and get a hold of us and talk to us live here. So, yeah, well, go ahead there and roll into the... Uh, All right, while I do this, John's going to push his record button. Isn't it's he? Already, well, my it's hero. My hero. It's already pushed. This is the Radio TFI Marker Watch brought to you by I'm Freezing! Uber closed the week at $35.94, down $5.57. 
Lyft closed the week at $36.80. Get this, down $4.46. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch, where we say, Yippee! How about that for a couple of drop-offs? <laughs> they, uh... You know, that's, that's some huge, huge drops. I mean, the, if you're ever waiting for for these stocks to ever get even close to their uh, uh, IPO prices, their initial public offering prices. Because remember, they dropped instantaneously as soon as they came on the market. They never held, I think for a nanosecond, they held their price and then immediately went off the cliff. And this right right now, they're just hanging, they're on a bungee. They go up and down, up and down, but they're nowhere close to the top. So... So I, as long as we're talking industry, and it, it's funny because for for a show known as the Taxi Stand Hour, you here we go, here we go. Oh, and, uh, let's take a pill. I already we don't did. talk a lot about the taxi or transportation industry here, uh, but um, playing this every, every once week. in a while we'll come up with we'll come up with a uh, a story here, and. Anybody who is vaguely familiar with what's been happening over the last uh, several uh, several years uh, with the uh, with Uber splash, Uber and Lyft splashing on the screen here uh, in the United States, and of course Uber with other uh, different types of quote unquote uh, rideshare. Uh, of predators. I know we don't like to call them ride share there because they really aren't not really sharing a ride by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, the fact of the matter is is that uh, yeah, that Uber and Lyft here in the States and other parts of the world have pretty much put the taxi industry into a uh, as to use a wrestling term into a sleeper hold. Well, unfortunately, that sleeper hold is indeed a choke. And uh, a lot of taxi companies, especially a lot of the mom-and-pop outfits, are have gone under. Uh, we had here in the Twin Cities, we had uh, uh, two well-known companies here that uh, completely, completely went uh, belly up. So, but uh, there's a, there's a uh, gentleman who... Uh, Writes for nextcity.org, or excuse me, nextcity.org. It's talk like a pirate day. Exactly, exactly. Shiver me timbers. His name is Jay Vargas. He's written a story about how, in several markets, the uh, taxi industry is making a, uh, a cautious comeback. Credits part of. I'm not going to go in to read the story, oh, but no, he thank credits you. Uh, uh, part of it being uh, uh, different apps in different areas in the San Francisco area. He's talking about Flywheel. Um, <clears throat> uh, in uh, Chicago, what was the app that he was talking about in Chicago? A curb. It was curb. Curb is here in and, New York. Apparently they're in Chicago as well, mm. but uh, and okay. So then also as well as New York, the here's the deal. 
they they mentioned Minneapolis, and one of the things with with Minneapolis is is while the taxi industry is making a a little bit of a comeback here. Now let's let's here in here in the Twin Cities, they have the the mentality of they'll pry their steering wheel out of their cold dead hands to begin with. So there hasn't necessarily been a this wasn't a huge market before came to town. Um, we, but what had happened was that this industry picked up a lot of business from, uh, and they, 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 apparently the gentleman who wrote this story uh, had spoke to Waleed Sambal. He is the, uh, is the uh, big cheese at the other large company here in the Twin Cities, Blue and White. And uh, they were talking, he was being very frank, you know, we still don't have a bunch of what you would call uh, cash or private pay fares. They, we are, require, are relying a lot on school transportation, a lot on the medical transportation where the state is, uh, the state is picking up uh, the tab to bring people to and from doctor appointments to and from uh, hospital if need be pharmacy and then what have you and um it's it's become very big business here in uh, in the uh this area to the point where uber and lyft were actually trying to get a sniff of it um fortunately it, it, that's not going to happen because the state has kept up its uh some um, requirements in order to do this uh, sort of transportation driver needs to uh driver needs to pass a certain background check including drug uh, drug testing mm-hmm. dot physical uh so there's a lot of and of uh, uber and lyft have said all along well that's just too much of a uh inconvenience much, for yeah inconvenience for our uh, our drivers as they say and well the state of minnesota says well fine We'll find, you know, they have, there have been a few mom and pop type uh, uh, places that have came, come and took a little bit of that business, but uh, none of it, uh, none of it is going directly to Uber and Lyft. uh, Right. There are some states where that is happening, Uh, but I'm glad to hear in Minnesota it's not. Well, I've known that for a while. Yes, indeed. So uh, we still this this industry has a long way to, way to go. If it and I doubt that it'll ever look the same. They were looking uh, going through some numbers here again in Minneapolis, where uh, uh, the number of licensed uh, drivers uh, at one point in time. Let me see if I can't find this here. I should have had it. I should have highlighted it. But there are, say, I think 43 licensed drivers, actual drivers that hold 48 uh, licensed drivers in the entire city as compared to 1,359 10 years ago. Wait a minute, uh, 48 licensed drivers for what? For taxis, actual taxi drivers. And. Okay, I got lost somewhere. Are we still in Minneapolis? 
Yes, we're still in Minneapolis. So there's only 48 drivers. You're not licensed as a taxi driver? I am not licensed as a taxi. I, to, I thought you and I have had this discussion. I'm sure we have. It's just been a while. and I Please explain that, John. I, I am not a licensed taxi driver, per se. I am. Uh, these days, I consider, actually, when somebody asks me what I do, I tell them I do contract transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, do I take taxi fares? Bet I do. Uh, my my little tablet where I get my my uh, fares. Uh, well, you tap a button and you have a, a working meter, a GPS um, a based soft meter. That um, so oh, I, I think I, I think I remember this. Basically, most most drivers in uh, in your neck of the woods have said, why should we keep paying for something where the government doesn't protect us? The city doesn't protect you. Exactly. I I proposed the same thing down in Broward County, and I was laughed off. Civil disobedience. I will never. I've been at this now uh, for 38 years, um, and I never will... uh, have, get another um, city-based license from either Minneapolis or St. Paul and stick their little licenses uh, to take the, their, their stickers so they can just take the peeling off of that little license and stick it on their ass. Yeah. Maybe they I've, can get a little bit up their ass, too. I felt the same way down in Broward County at the end of it all. I kept saying, why are we paying annual fees to keep these cars as taxis when it does not matter and why am i spending x amount of money every two years and uh because initially the uber and lyft drivers are going to have to get the same licenses that we had they revamped the entire numbering system for what reason i don't know and uh and then they said eh, you know what never mind they don't need the license but you do ed if you want to continue driving and so, and our company has has basically, uh, we are, in essence, we've, uh, oh well, you know, if you're picking up uh, private pay passengers, you must be a taxi. No, just call us a rideshare. Yeah, well, that's that's how I was looking at it. If it's good for one, it's got to be good for all. Exactly. Now, mind you, and I think you'll probably fall into the same boat. I was quite happy knowing I had to be fingerprinted and had to go through this, that, and the other thing, because that made me that separated me from Joe, Joe bag of donuts driving down the street, in the uh, family wagon here. Yeah, hustling rides. Absolutely. So uh, I, I mean, fortunately, it. Fortunately, the state of Minnesota again, and I'm only speaking for Minnesota. Uh, they they they've done it the right way. Like I said you have to get drug tested, pass a background, a thorough background check through the state, uh, not through some uh, right. Marty Fife uh, uh, local police uh, uh, check. No, you're going right through the state of uh, state of Minnesota criminal of uh, uh, criminal apprehension. Mm-hmm. ECA is what. It, uh, um, 
you're going through, uh, you have to take a DOT physical. You have to make sure you're not going to have a heart attack while you're driving down the road. Well, your don't, vehicle, knock, don't knock it until you've tried vehicle. it. Yeah. Your vehicle has to go through a twice uh, twice a year inspection. Actually, oh, for me, that. it's three, three times a year because I also subscribe to school transportation as well okay. as... Uh, as well as the other things. The point the point we're at now is that and and again kudos to Minnes- to the state of Minnesota to uh look, you have to meet some minimum requirements to perform this kind of work. We're not just and other states just hand it out like it's candy. Uh again, they 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 stood on the neck of the taxi companies for decades, for generations, collecting 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 and when it came time to stand up and protect them and yeah, no, we'll take we'll take somebody else's money too but but good yeah you i i mean when i was in broward uh the last thing we were doing uh the medical stuff we had to take cpr and and all that or maybe no that was years ago but anyway yeah there were certain requirements that you had to meet uh and yeah well you know so Absolutely. No, I, I, and we don't talk. And now we, we went through almost 20 minutes about that. just talking about this one particular story. Uh, and this just this instance, we don't talk much about the uh, taxi industry or transportation, Uber, Uber and Lyft here uh, on this particular show. We don't, uh, as it has been described, and Ed put it, uh, described this swimmingly on several occasions what the taxi stand hour is, is uh, a couple of old cab drivers couple of guys that have been in this uh in this uh industry for a long 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 time uh, ed is smart enough to have been able to get out of it well ed more or less got his ass kicked out of it as opposed to well believe me it didn't take a lot of smarts but go ahead continue with your Oh, but you didn't try to you didn't try to uh, ride a lame horse. <laughs> that horse was dead and rotting under me. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um. So we uh, we decided, uh, you know, we just got together. We've been at the. It'll be five years. Five years. First part of February. Yeah. To to finish yeah. what John's saying. The taxi stand hour. Think of a taxi stand you pull up. Maybe you're talking about the business. You can be wind up talking about anything on a taxi stand. That is the format of this show. We will discuss industry stuff when when we find stuff to talk about. We don't always have things. You know, we could sit here for two hours and go, Uber sucks. Uh, you know, we, we keep our toe in the water with the stock market report every week so we can cheer, especially weeks like this when, when they're both taking a, a, a massive hit. But here we are, and again, if you'd like to call in, text, tweet, or call, collect from a payphone and talk about the taxi industry or transportation in general or whatever, whatever's on your little mind today. Oh, God, I can't believe it. I, I just channeled my sister the way I was talking. Uh, <laughs> and that number, by the way, is, again, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-24. Two eight. I swear, uh, I, I sound like my sister Karen in my head. In my, my head. My favorite Karen. Your favorite Karen. She's an actual. Well, she's not a real Karen. She's not that kind of Karen, but she's a real Karen. 
Always has been. Has been for quite some time. Huh. Anyways, uh, what do you say? Yeah. I don't know how much you, you haven't really had a whole lot of time to spend on the old Twitter over the last... Uh, Not a whole lot. I've been... I've been uh, the, the good news, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is I had scheduled... I had planned on taking uh, about three weeks or so here in the month of January off. Get some things done. Upgrade the station. Take care of some personal matters. Well, I wound up having to go right into another job. It was supposed to be for two weeks, and uh, and they told me on Thursday, uh, well, we'd we'd like you to stay with us for the end of the till the end of the run in May. So okay, you know, so I don't have the time I thought I was gonna have. <laughs> I don't have, and uh, and we're working long hours, and I was out in the cold the other night, twelve degrees, in a truck I hadn't planned on driving. That's uh. We're not complaining. We're reporting for those of you listening. Anyway, John, what what were you going to say? You were you were going to say something. Well, right? one of the I don't usually get into the whole uh, hashtag uh, craze. Uh huh. Yeah, I you know. know. I don't. I, I don't uh, contribute uh, much as far as uh, I know. Are trying to trend hashtags. Ed's Ed's tried to trend hashtags. Tried to get me to trend hashtags. Uh. And I just not much. I just not into it that much. Heaven forbid you should push a couple one, of keys. I I found one that I that got my attention, mm-hmm. and that I actually like and want to ride this wave as far as it'll possibly go. It is ride this, hashtag. ride this horse until it's dead and rotting under you. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, it is. It is hashtag Mitch please. Mitch please. You might. That. You might want to. Uh, you might want to ask. Well, what's that mean? So, we're going to show you if you don't know by now. Are you ready? Hashtag Mitch, please refers to. Well, the concern is misplaced because if you look at the statistics, African American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. There you go. I, I what I wish we had right now is that picture of him uh, accepting an award or something in front of a Confederate flag. Now, just to make sure you're not confused and think, well, Mitch, this is something new for Mitch. This just happened. Uh, John, let's let's go into the Wayback Machine all the way back to the year 2015. Um, I think it's important for us in order to be competitive in the big election, the presidential election. I mean, we're pretty competitive in Congress. We control both houses. But to win the big office, we need to do better with Hispanic Americans. Uh, the This is not anything you don't already know, but America is certainly changing. I believe it's the case that when Ronald Reagan was elected, 84% of American voters were white. I think I read the other day that in 2016, 70% probably d- will be white. Um, my party does really good with white people, and I'm proud of that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. Mm-hmm. I I think we can all <laughs> all agree with that one. I think we're all on the same page on that one. Your party, the GQP, does do pretty well with uh, with white people, and we're happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we are. Um, hey, um, a couple of things we picked up off, off the Twitter Twitterverse this this week. Uh, uh, you know, Matt Gates is everything the Republicans were hoping Hunter Biden would be. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so here here's Mitch out here. Uh, I was telling John before the show, and I didn't have time to put it together. I saw a video this morning of Mitch walking this back. And he gets up there and he's, well, what I meant to say was almost Americans. Then he walks off and uh, his one of his aides grabs him. And he comes back and says, no, no, that was the wrong word too. It should have been all Americans. Mitch, Mitch. We, we can already see while the hood. Buying. While you're buying. Mitch. Yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, don't make it any and worse than it really is. What, what, you, what you're seeing out of Mitch McConnell is what uh, the true meaning of what's known as a Freudian slip. Oh, absolutely. And a nice pink one, too. Oh, no, that would be for Miss Lindsay. Uh, a, Fro- I, a Freudian slip, who, for those of you who, who don't know what that truly means is uh, when something comes out of your mouth that comes from deep inside your subconscious. It's drunk talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's a good way to put it. It's impossible to lie when you're drunk, but boy, oh boy, can you tell the truth. <laughs> oh, yes. How many of us have gotten in trouble <laughs> by spilling the beans? <laughs> now, you know it. You know it. Now, now, going into a rapid fire here of uh, another quick soundbite here, I think President Biden summed up what the one of the best descriptions of what the Republicans have been for the past eight or ten years, maybe longer. Think about this. What are Republicans for? What are they for? Name me one thing they're for. They're against a lot. They're against a lot, and here, I have a list of what they're against. Uh, Tucker Carlson is upset that an M&M got new shoes, and we're going to play a play a piece on that. Ted Cruz was upset Big Bird encouraged kids to get vaxxed. Matt Schlapp was upset that, that there's now an Asian-American Sesame Street puppet. Muppet, excuse me. They were also upset about Mr. Potato Head and Dr. Seuss. But a terrorist attack on our Capitol? No big deal. By the way, that's from Lindy Lee, at Lindy Lee, L-I-N-D-Y-L-I. Uh, you know, so yes, what are they for? We we know what they're against. Let's hear, let, let's take a look at Tucker uh, talking about M&Ms. We've actually got, ooh, this is good. The other big change is that the brown M&M has, quote, transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels. Also less sexy. That's progress. M&M's will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you're totally turned off, we've achieved equity. They've won. A, I don't want to have a drink with an M&M now. I, I'm not sexually attracted to them. Although BB Newer- Look, everybody has their own kink. That ain't mine. I'm not even sure where he's going on that, to be quite honest. Uh, so 
So uh, the Mars they've kind of, run out of legitimate things to bitch about. To be, yeah, to be, yeah. And what are you honest. for? What are you for? Okay, you find all these little things to snap up and go. Oh, you know this. You talk about snowflakes. You talk about snowflakes. So, so a seven and a half foot tall Muppet tries to encourage kids to be vaccinated, to be safe, to be healthy, and this has got you all in a all enough Twitter, so to speak. Uh, by the way, to, to keep on the roll here, our, uh, our our opposition correspondent, Brent Terhune, weighed in on the whole M&M crisis. And here, here's his report. Right, they want to make M&Ms more woke. I don't think so. I'm done. You need to get your shit together, Willy Wonka, because you know what they say. You go woke and you go broke. And that rhymes so you know it's true. And just look at the California raisins. Where have they been, huh? When's the last time you've seen a California raisin? They went broke because they went woke. And if you don't believe me, California's in the damn name. That didn't, that's not through the grapevine either. That's straight facts. They want to make the M&Ms more relatable. Well, they were already lumpy. They were round. Their sugar was high. I can relate to that. You didn't need to change nothing. They want to make the, the green one less sexy. Oh, oh, so we're out here trying to slut shame now, huh? In 2022, this is disgusting. This isn't some children's cartoon where two dads subtly hold hands in the background. I say sexualize. These inanimate objects. That's what I say. Give her give her sexier boots. Give her cheeks for weeks. Make her the throat goat that you know. That you know she could be. They're taking everything from us. NFL. Nike. Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, Carhartt. I don't even know where we stand on Starbucks. Are we in? Are we out? I don't know. You can't have shit anymore. <laughs> Brent Terhune, uh being a little confused about what's going on with candy and, and its sexiness. Young Mr. Shannon had to step away from the microphone for a moment, but we're going to continue on here. Uh, yeah, so... So what we're talking about is, you know, what are they for? They seem to, the, the GQP seems to find plenty of things to be against, plenty of uh, things that really, really should not be taking up the amount of oxygen that it does. Uh, I, I mean, a lot of it is just, just to be contrary. If President Biden declared breathing mandatory, half of Texas would suffocate itself on purpose. I mean, let's face it. It, it, it's, they're not interested in governing. We know that. That has been made crystal clear. They just want to be in power. Uh, if you got a thought on this, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Give us a call. Talk to uh, John, myself, or even, even my cold sword, if I can find it. Uh, I came across a video this week that broke my heart. And I don't say that often about a lot of videos or a lot of things that I see online in the online world. But this, this, 
just take a listen. And you don't have to see this. If you're listening to us on the audio only, you'll, you'll get it. So this has never happened to me before, but I just saw a patient that he said he wanted an American doctor, somebody that he can understand. That hurt my feelings. I try my best to get rid of this accent, but you know, sorry, sir. Sorry for not being American enough for you. She's plenty American enough for me. I can tell you that much right now. Uh, for the, for those of you who, or if you know people who think like this, let's let's stop and consider something. While the young lady has has a distinctive accent, which I happen to find cute, uh, let's stop and think of this. She's a doctor who came from another country, which meant she's speaking at least her second language. How many are you speaking? Uh, she had to pass medical boards to be licensed to work here in the United States. She's been to medical school, whether it was in her home country or here in the U.S. She's done everything she's had to done. Done? Her accent, while admittedly a little thick, I can understand everything she's saying. And having dealt with folks like that in the past... All you have to say is, I didn't quite understand what you said. Would you mind repeating it? And they will. And my little broken Spanish that I don't speak terribly often, and most people find it adorable because I sound like a drunk two-year-old when I speak it. But, you know, I've had people will ask me to repeat things, you know, because their English isn't up to speed or I'm speaking too fast or whatever the case may be. Look, you you got one. She's got a bunch up on whoever that nitwit is lying in the bed. I need an American doctor. She's been to med school. She's a licensed physician. She speaks at least two languages. What are you doing? You've been you've been smoking a couple of packs of Lucky a day for the past 40, 50 years, chasing it back with a bottle of Jack Daniels, and uh, who and you refuse the vaccine? I'm sure and. Won't wear a mask, but here you are. You're, you're going to tell her she's not American enough for you? I want an American doctor? Screw you. Go go down the road someplace. I'm sorry. I just, I, uh, I, I don't know if you heard that, John, the, the clip. but I, I, did, I did not hear, uh, but it sounds to me like this was a, uh, a, a doctor from, uh, a very pleasant, a very pleasant, uh, doctor, she's clearly from uh, a Spanish-speaking country. Oh, okay. So she was. He, and, she was Hispanic. Okay. And I, I believe she has a delightful accent myself, but that's just me. That's just uh-huh. me. And I was saying, you, you speak to somebody like that who has been to medical school, maybe in two countries, speaks at least two languages, knows more than your your lucky smoking ass does. Uh. And you got the nerve to say, uh, I'd like to speak to the manager? Come on. Jeez. This sounds like this person here, uh, uh, as I put this up on the uh, on the big board here. I've asked about this, to do uh, this. Young lady, she goes by the... I wonder if she's still even active on Twitter, or if she, if she has a... Uh, no, she doesn't. She put her countdown. But uh, this is uh, QT... 
and her handle is QTW, uh, I'm assuming I, Q1, whatever the hell that all... W1Q1. W1Q1, okay. Anyways, she put up uh, put up a post that said, F you and your mandates, your jab and your mask. Bite me. And uh, I don't know if it's her, but she's got a, she shows an image of her uh, middle finger that has that has F you tattooed on the middle finger. Ooh, that's impressive. Are you impressed by that? A little bit. A little bit. Um, right by uh, on the next uh, slide, you see her in a hospital bed with what looks to be a ventilator. Where she says, pray for me if you pray. Please. Scared. Look. First off, and this is un, this is this is unsympathetic me here, and I have uh, I have friends that that uh, think that this is too harsh of a stance on my part, and I've had people, I've known several people now, are uh, in in the hospital, in the ICUs, because of COVID and because they did not want, they, they could not find, they could not find it in their soul to get themselves vaccinated. We'll talk about one uh, in particular here in a second. But again, I, I'm sorry, I don't, uh, I don't have any sympathy for you. If you are, have given a chance, been given a chance to try to protect yourself with a vaccination and you decide, F you, F your mandates, F your vaccines. Well, guess what? Comes right down to it. F you. Go find some find some corner someplace and, I don't know, stick a goddamn uh, air to uh, tire gauge or tire inflator in down your throat and... Uh, Turn it on full blast. See if it helps. Stay out of my hospital. Guess who? Uh, guess who else? Guess uh, we lost somebody here just uh, just a couple days ago. We just found out he's uh, no longer, or excuse me, was not uh, vaccinated. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do. He would do anything for love, but he won't do that. Yeah, yeah. Me love passed away. We uh, honestly, I didn't know he was an anti-vaxer. Doesn't change the fact that I love his music. Oh, absolutely, you're absolutely right. I believe he died of COVID-related. I really, I don't have the details in front of me, Um, but it's. He was 74 years old, uh, never in the greatest of health, good God. Although the man could sing, the man could sing, and just those early days of him running around 4,000 pounds of lard in a tuxedo shirt, hair down to his ass, and just belting those songs out like it was nobody's business. What a voice. What a voice. And if you ever happen to see him uh, in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, where he played Eddie, and he actually did that, performed that, 
uh, on Broadway. I think it was it was either Broadway or, or out in Los Angeles. It was one or the other. But he he did the he did the stage version of that as well. It was Broadway. It was Broadway. Now that I think about it, and and it's a shame. It's a shame that we lost him. Uh, uh, John, you got anything else you want to? Well, I, for one thing, I, I've never believe it or not, have never seen Rocky or Picture Show. Really? Oh, never. I'm going to stop you right there because. Don't watch it on video the first time. The first time you see it, you want to see it. It's a completely different experience in a theater with everybody dressed up and doing oh, all I, I've I've uh, I've heard. I, I, I've I've had that experience. I've watched the movie at home. It is definitely not the same. It is not the same experience at all. And, and but the more times you see it, the more you're going to enjoy it. If, uh, once you've been to the live version, so uh, try that if you can. Uh, you know, you don't have to participate so much, but just being part of it because there's plenty of people who are. I mean, it, it used to be a, a weekly thing here in New York uh, in in the Greenwich Village. They stopped it years ago, but uh, okay, that's all. Uh, as far as Meatloaf, the singer, um, I, uh, I I like you know, I I wouldn't go into deep tracks as far as Meatloaf is concerned, uh, but uh, I, I liked I liked Paradise, I liked uh, Bat or like I like Bat Out of Hell, it's actual the song. Uh-huh. Two out of three ain't bad. Was well, you basically like the album Bat Out of Hell. Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty much all hits. Yeah, um, I would do anything do for any, love. You know, I would do anything for love, you know, which came later. Uh, eh, pretty good song. Um, but you know, I, I guess the thing is, is that uh, it's it's sad we've lost another one. It just kind of goes to show you, you know, it's you know, we also lost uh, we also lost Louis Anderson. Mm-hmm. And Louis Anderson was only 68. Meatloaf, Meatloaf was 74. Lived a pretty good life for somebody who was not exactly in the greatest of physical shape. Well, you can Louis certainly Anderson, say, say the same about Louis Anderson as well. Louis Anderson, absolutely. Lost him at 68. It, um, His was cancer. cancer. Cancer got him. And it got him quick, too, as I understand it. The diagnosis, he only had the diagnosis for a couple of years couple of weeks from what I know at least the public only knew of the diagnosis for hmm. the last couple of weeks and they're dropping like flies this year jeez I've, I've heard tell tell that uh, 2022 is going to bring Betty White back just so we can just so they can take her from us again take her from us again anyway uh yeah I, I mean I, I always enjoy that I didn't care for him on family feud I honestly didn't care for him. No, I didn't think that was his uh, his strong suit. Uh, but look, he was, you know, he had one of the greatest little roles ever in Coming to America. I love that. Yeah, I love that movie to begin with. So right, right, and there's there's Louis doing, you know, one one of the best supporting roles you, you'll ever see, and. Uh, 
then you make I'm, assistant manager, and that's when the big bucks roll in. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we did not have the time to put together any clips for Louis Anderson. However, John, why don't you tell us what's happening tonight? Tonight, we're going to serve you up some meatloaf. Right here on Radio TFI and uh, on the Radio TFI app and on RadioTFI.com. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Pacific Time. Uh, starting with uh, a Meatloaf uh, concert from February 23rd of 85 from London. And then two hours later, 11 uh, o'clock Eastern and also 11 Pacific. Uh, another meatloaf concert from uh, April, I think it was April 3rd of 94 from Stockholm. So, yeah, you get a little chance. If you uh, if you were a fan of meatloaf, uh, 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 want to listen to a couple of his live shows, uh, tune into RadioTFI.com and, uh, and there it'll be for you. Radio TFI, where you never know what we're going to drag out of the archives. Oh. <laughs> I had a I fight. Can... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Oh, I'm just going to say, you know, it, it, it's so funny. My my uh, regular vehicle, my, my personal uh, uh, van is... Uh, in the in the in the sick ward itself, in the sick ward itself, you uh, don't say. Lost my transmission here uh, last week, and one of the things that I spoiled myself with with that van is the satellite radio. Being able to be, be able to listen to Cirrus, so I didn't have you know. So yeah, I know I had Radio TFI at my disposal, but it was just so much easier for me to just actually push a button on my on my dashboard and I've got, I've got the genre of music I want. Uh, this last, since, uh, last Wednesday, since I've, uh, since I got this new car, I, this new car that I have, uh, doesn't have that feature. Doesn't have satellite radio. Guess what, guess what your big boy had to do if to satisfy his music, uh, don't say I had uh, to do it like 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 somebody put a, a gun to your head. You chose. You chose. I could. I could. I could. Uh, I could listen to the commercial laden celestial radio stations. I and I'm out. Granted, I did listen to a little bit of WCCO. I always do, anyways. Well, you can't knock. But. Uh, but uh, I also, uh, I also tuned up with my Feel better now. I do. Okay, good. Uh, but I plugged in Radio TFI, but tuned it in on my, uh, I have the app. So um, I got to tell you something about Radio TFI and about the, the music selection on that on that particular uh, uh, station, I guess, if you will. You mean the one you're here. broadcasting on right now? Yeah. Well, that. How about that? Huh? Are <laughs> you, you can sure? Just, you you can ju- yes, you, yes. You I'm, sure positive. I'm positive. I'm okay. positive. You could just say okay. this station. 
You're speaking of it like it's another station in another place. You're actually broadcasting on it right now live. I know this. I pushed the button. Thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. But when you're not listening to us babble here, the, the music that comes out of Radio TFI is one of the most eclectic collection of music I have ever heard. I thought I had kind of a eclectic uh, album collection when I was a kid. I listened from with every from everything with from Barry Manilow, Leonard Skinner, the Commodores, uh, just about anything and every every genre of music from back in that era I listened to. But you want to go to a radio station where you can listen to you you can have Frank Sinatra and then you can have Ozzy Osbourne right next <laughs> literally seriously what a collection and yes. go it to yourself uh, the simplest way to do is download the Radio TFI app it's if you safe. haven't already if you haven't if you already. haven't already but if you don't if you don't want to do that just go to RadioTFI.com and uh, click listen live pretty yeah. pretty simple stuff there yep yep, yep. and um i i think you'll and i i've already got uh through my twitter connections here i've already got a couple of people i know that listen on a uh, somewhat regular basis well that's fantastic now that we've done finished uh, patting ourselves on the back uh so this, this, that's what this should be all about <laughs> you know it 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 doesn't quite have the same smarm appeal when you say things like that as opposed to when I do it. Because I can make it, I can have it drip in sarcasm and smarminess. You, you're just too nice of a guy, whether you want to admit it or not. Who the hell are you kidding? <laughs> All right, where else are we? Uh, what else were we going to talk about here in hour one? Uh, uh, let's see, what do we got? We got about five minutes left. Let, let's peel this, let's peel this back here real quick. So, um, back a couple months ago, one of our uh, uh, local law enforcement officers uh, here, a, a, a county sheriff, uh, his last name is Hutchinson. To tell you the truth, I don't remember his first name. Don't necessarily care. It's not important to the story. Took his uh, county-issued uh, cruiser out for a little joyride. Um, twice the legal limit if you're gonna go go big and driving he was clocked as high as high as 126 miles per hour that's this. that's your public servants looking out for your safety apparently i don't know if he if he hit a patch of ice or he did something but he wiped out the car i know what he did he drove 120 miles an hour while twice the legal limit. <laughs> That's enough, yeah, if, if that isn't enough. He yeah, was twice he, the legal limit on both the speed and his alcohol content. He he, uh, he rolled the car. Car was uh, the, the car was actually unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. Yet he walked. He, and he and he wasn't wearing a seatbelt apparently. <laughs> 
Apparently, when he was ejected, he was ejected in the right direction, is all I can say, because mm. uh, nonetheless, he uh, he survived it, and he got a what I think was kind of a slap on the wrist for it. Fourth degree DWI. If he's not in prison, he got a slap on the wrist. Yeah, well, you're, that's true. If he's not in prison, because he's lucky nobody else got hurt. He's lucky to have walked away from it. He, of all people, knows better. And the, the, you cannot convince me otherwise. I don't care if you wear a badge for a living. You're some, you're just, just because you enforce the law does not put you above the law. Uh, well, let me tell you, let me make this compare the, the simplest way I know how. All right. The fact of the matter is, is, let's let's forget for just a minute that he was a sheriff. Let's do it. Let's do it quickly. I got a couple things I got to squeeze in before we uh, go to the break. Okay, driving a company car, driving a company car drunk at that rate of speed, that reckless. Why does he still have a job? Why is he still sheriff? I I wish I could. I I I I, I just. Because he's a cop and he's above the law. That's why. There's calls, there's calls across the board for him to resign, but he, he he's going to have nothing to do with it. Let the voters decide. Well, all right, before we uh, uh, spin off here, uh, apparently we will get to the great wordle debate in hour two. Fear not. Uh, we have football coming up, and uh, there's a lot to discuss coming up in John and Ed versus the spread. Uh, clearly somebody's up to his old tricks again. And uh, and, and we're going to get to that. Uh, also keep in mind, Saturdays we play, uh, we dig deep into the vault. Uh, Hot Stove League Baseball. We're, we're playing baseball. And we may continue this through the summer if baseball continues their lockout. Uh, coming up next Saturday, we have the Brooklyn Dodgers versus the Philadelphia Phillies from 1957. And I believe, no, uh, and then uh, Cleveland Indians versus the Philadelphia A's at 4 p.m. next Saturday. We have a Sherlock Holmes at 8 p.m. And finally, next Saturday night, 10, this Saturday night, 10 p.m. It's the Rolling Stones from a 1978 concert. So tune in for all that. And uh, that's all I got for now, John. You want to you wanna squeeze out the last minute, so to speak? Well, we're getting ready to come up here to the uh, top of the hour here once again. Uh, we'll have a little bit of entertainment here for you uh, to... Uh, Whoa. <laughs> we can hear that. Yeah, we got a little bit of entertainment coming up for you to get you through the break, and then we'll see you on the other side. Go ahead, John. You can finish up because this is your part. All right. Well, we'll be back here in uh, just a few shakes. You are listening to the, the Taxi Stand Hour. Oh, you still got 20 radio. seconds. Yes, you still got 20 seconds. Jesus. Come oh, I, on, I, I, I just well, you haven't heard the music yet, have you? Well, I hear music all the time. That so. may be, that may be, but you know the specific music for the queue when I you see. start doing your announcer thing. Like now, now you start. Now, okay. Once again, what I said twenty seconds ago. We'll see you on the other side. 
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio T-F-I. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standar. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. After a series of staggering defeats, Blue Oyster Cult assembled in the recording studio in late 1976 for a session with famed producer Bruce Dickinson. And luckily for us, the cameras were rolling. All right, guys, I, I think we're ready to lay this first track down. By the way, my name is Bruce Dickinson. Yes, the Bruce Dickinson. And I got to tell you, fellas, you have got what appears to be a dynamite sound. Coming from you, Bruce, that means a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're Bruce Dickinson. It's incredible. I can't believe Bruce Dickinson digs our sound. Easy, guys. I put my pants on, just like the rest of you, one leg at a time. Except, once my pants are on, I make gold records. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Fear, don't fear the Reaper. Take one, roll it. All right, one, two, three, four. All of time hey, wait, wait. Stop. Could you come in here for a second, please? That, that was going to be a great track. Guys, what's the deal? Uh, are, are you sure that was sounding okay? I'll be honest, fellas, it was sounding great, but I could have used a little more cowbell. <laughs> so, let's take it again. And Gene, yeah. really explore the studio space this time. You got it, Bruce. I mean, really. Yeah. Explore the space. Okay. I like what I'm hearing. Roll it. One, two, three, four. Could you come back in there, please? Fellas, no, we, we just wasted two good tracks. This last one was even better than the first. Well, it's just that I find Gene's cowbell playing distracting. I don't know. If I'm the only one, I'll shut up. No, uh, it's pretty rough. You know, I can pull it back a little if you like. Not too much, though. I'm telling you, fellas, you're going to want that cowbell on the track. You know what? It, it's fine. Let's just do the thing. Okay, roll it. One, two, three, four.
that, that, it doesn't work for me. I gotta have more cowbell. Don't blow this forest, Gene! Could be, could be so selfish, Gene. Can I just say one thing? Say it, baby, just say it. Stand here staring at rock legend Bruce Dickinson. The cock and a walk, baby. And if Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, we should probably give him more cowbell. Say it, baby. And Bobby, you are right, I am being selfish. But the last time I checked, we don't have a whole lot of songs that feature the cowbell. I gotta have more cowbell, baby. And I'd be doing myself a disservice and every member of this band if I didn't perform the hell out of this. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Thank you, Bruce. But I think if... I think if I, if I just leave and I'll, maybe I'll come back later and we can lay down the cowbell. Come on, baby. Gene, wait. Why don't you lay down that cowbell right now with us together? Do you mean that, Eric? All of us. Thank you. Babies. Before we're done here, y'all be wearing gold-plated diapers. What does that mean? Never question Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> Roll it. One, two, three, four.
the George Struthers joins Dan Brown on Liberty Hot Tub Party. Hey, guys. It's John Shannon. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> John is still reeling from uh, James Brown's Ooh. celebrity hot tub. RadioTFI.com, doing whatever we can to get ourselves kicked off of YouTube and Facebook. <laughs> Good Lord. Let, let's just double dose on Saturday Night Live here. <laughs> Jesus. There you go. There you go. Come on, tell the people who we are and why we're here. Uh, as soon as I figure it out. Hold on, let me, let me check my phone. Check your phone. Uh, hi, hey, hey, yeah, yeah. This is the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI <laughs> Network. Once again, what's left of it? <laughs> Excuse me? I said, what's left of the network? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. From the SchlottaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in Egan, Minnesota, oh. I'm John Shannon. And over there, pushing the buttons, getting ready to get... We'll, we'll be back on Blog Talk Radio within the within the about uh, two or three time. Just, just in time for their <laughs> fifth anniversary. Exactly. It is, we should do that. <laughs> Anyways... Oh. From the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Once again, good morning, sir. Well, good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you're having a yeah, a fine, fantastic week. And and YouTube, we apologize. We uh, we lost our mind there for some. Please don't kick us off, please. And uh, anyway, uh, you think the you? That's what we should do. We should consider. Opening up, reopening up a Blog Talk Radio account just for, just for one oh, week. Oh, <laughs> just for old times' sake. No, no, no. By the way, you have a, you have to turn on some light there. You're you're sitting in the dark, uh, darkish. Oh. Anyway, uh, I gotta say, I stumbled across what has always been in my top five Saturday Night Live bits: uh, James Brown Celebrity Hot Tub. Uh, it, it is always. Always been funny to me, and it's, it, it popped up somewhere this week. I said, "Oh, that's what I got to play." And I, it, it's a little short. And then what else? I was looking around. Oh, more cowboy, more cowbell. Come on, it's two classics. You know, look. If I'm gonna piss off YouTube, I'm gonna do it with good stuff. You know, we're not so, gonna. It's it's funny now. Now, I've never seen that before. Which one? Uh, more cowbell, really? Never seen that. Oh my god! Is that, is that uh, Blue Oyster Cult? Is that the actual band? That no, uh, of course not. That was Wolf Ferrell with the cowbell. Jimmy Fallon well, is on the drums. I oh okay. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's a no. That's that's the cast. No, they're they're just uh, oh, okay. And of okay. course, uh, Christopher Walken is Bruce Dickinson, cock of the wall. That, that I knew. That I knew. <laughs> I don't know that much about that band, I think, as part of the problem. Well. I like uh, that song, but I, <laughs> I don't know that much about that, that particular band. So. Now, what what about the Eddie Murphy bit? Had you ever seen that before? I have, actually. I, I love the part where he sticks his toe in the water and does the James Brown scream, Ow! 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he loved that, that. That is one of the things that Eddie Murphy seemed to love to do in his early days. He loved doing some James Brown. He loved doing a uh, lot of impressions. He did a lot of impressions. Oh, yeah. His Stevie Wonder was was off the charts, and That's uh, a, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, it, it, they they did a sketch once. Uh, Ron Howard was the host. And they did a whole uh, Mayberry sketch. Joe Piscopo played Otis the Drunk. Eddie Murphy played Floyd the Barber. He had the mustache, <laughs> the glasses, and you know everything. And he had the voice and the mazer- mannerisms down. It took about four seconds for you to forget. Uh, well, actually, and they mention it. Uh, Opie says, uh, Floyd, you're black. Always have been, Op- always have been. <laughs> I just kept it from your dad or something. I mean, maybe I'll dig that one up, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's one of my faves. One of my faves. I figure, well, if we're going to get in trouble, let's get in trouble for the good stuff. Let's do it. Let's do it right. Yeah. If you got to go. Phone lines are open. 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. That's the number if you want to, uh, join in here to the conversation. Uh well, what what do you say here? Are you, are you excited about getting getting started with this? <laughs> oh, I can't say I am. I can't say I am. But here we go. Oh, it's time for John and Ed versus the spread. <laughs> Weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin. Uh, whatever, you know the spiel by now. Yes. <laughs> Kids and kittens, John and Ed versus the spread. <laughs> oh, I don't know where I am right now. I'm, uh. Alright, so, we had a big week last week. John, uh. Well, let, let, let's start with picking up where the score is right now. John is leading the pack with a with a massive 44 points. Uh, Gerald is uh, bringing up the rear in second place with 37 points. I am currently 10 points behind young Mr. Shannon. I am not sure. I know how that how I got to 34 because I sucked this year. But what I don't understand is in the last couple of weeks, young Mr. Shannon has been on a tear. He has been on a tear. And mind you, I think he's gone for two once in the past month. You've been doing it, chipping away at it. One. Just keep it simple. Keeping it simple. One point at a time. So, so what we're going to do, let's, uh, well, well, let's take a look at last week. Okay. Now, last week was, uh, was it John? John got five out of six. John picked up five big points last week. I, uh, I didn't. I got five out of six wrong. Although I would have had the Cincinnati game had I not gone for two. Tried to go nuts. Gerald even picked up more points than I did. He picked up two big points last week. He went for three, uh, Philadelphia. My God. <laughs> and of course, it's just, you know, we all won on Buffalo. Everybody picked Buffalo, and that would have been the game to, to double or... Tri- could we have... Tri- yeah, we could have tripled up on that one. 
Uh, so that yes, we could have. So, so that leaves us where we are. And uh, so let's recap yesterday's picks. Uh, let's look at yesterday, John. Uh, talk about uh, the the two games yesterday. Your picks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, I picked uh, I picked uh, Cincinnati. That was the only upset of all the uh, of all the games so far that I have I've I've taken since the playoffs. I I just was really really impressed by Cincinnati uh, last week. So I decided I wanted to uh, uh, take them over Tennessee. Uh, I. You know, it could have went either way, but I was—I knew I had it in the bag because when it was getting down to the getting down to the end of it, you know, let's let's face it—they're going to go for the field goal. Either Tennessee's going to go for the field goal, or uh, right. Cincinnati. Either way, I've covered you're, the spreads. You're a winner at that point, yeah. yeah. And uh, t- talk talk about the late game. The late game, well, you know, hey, not so much. I. I really didn't think that San Francisco was going to uh, was going to be. I thought it was going to be more of a blowout than the five and a half points, especially when Green Bay marched right down in the first drive. Mm. And, uh, uh, well, as it turns out, uh, it turns out old Aaron Rodgers didn't have a shot after all. Oh, he got it in before I did. So I was a little surprised by that, but uh, you know, congratulations to the Niners. Niners. So, so I, I went with Tennessee because I, I'm I am I'm a big Ryan Tannehill fan, and I was going to ride that horse again till it was dead and decomposing under me. Well, guess what? Guess what's dead and decomposing under me right now? Now, that, and I also went for two on that game. I, watching the game, it was starting to look like, okay, any second now, they're going to pull away. They're going to pull away. I'm going to have my nice two-touchdown cushion, and we can get to taking care of this cheating bastard, John Shannon. (laughs) Well, that didn't really pan out for me, and there came a point in the game where you just know you're not going (laughs) to... Nobody's going for touchdowns. Nobody's, you know... People are looking for safeties at this point. So, mm-hmm. and then I took I took the Niners in the late game. Uh, I just took them straight, and uh, I just I just didn't think Green Bay was going to play them all that tough, and and I was correct apparently. Uh, yeah. I going into the fourth quarter, I was confident I was going to win that, regardless of who the actual winner was. I I thought the five and a half points was going to cover me. Obviously, I did. Uh, you know, it, it did work for me, and I picked up my two points. All right, let's see what Gerald has to say about his his picks for last night or yesterday. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm not entirely certain what a Bengal is, but I'll be rooting for them all the way. The San Francisco 49ers won by three. I went for three. Do I get partial credit? No. no. Oh, well, at least I picked up one point yesterday. That's right. Gerald got one point. He, uh, he he took Cincinnati straight up and went for three with the Niners. You know, he's uh, he's in the same boat I am. Although he picks randomly, but, you know, we got to make up some, some ground here. We got to make up some ground because young Mr. Shannon is cheating his way to... Yes, you do. Uh, yes, you do. 
and I can't think of any rule bend that you can throw <laughs> that you can throw out there to try to challenge accepted. We've got let me see two games today, two games or next that week in the Super Bowl. With cheese with no ketchup. <laughs> We've got five games left, and I got to find ten points somewhere, and I got to make sure you don't win anything. Anyway, let's talk about today's games. Uh, our early game, uh, Buffalo at Kansas City. John, what do you? How do you look at this game? Uh, the early game actually is the Rams. Uh, oh, I'm Tampa sorry, Bay. Rams Tampa Bay. My my apologies. So let's. Uh, uh, Bucks are a, a three point favorite. That is going to be that was that's my Dallas game. If you want to know the truth, that's the one that I wasn't too sure of. Rams have been playing some great ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I'm it's a home game for the Brady Bunch. I'm taking them and uh, giving up three points. You know, I, I'm I'm with you on the Brady Bunch thing. And because of the weird situation I'm in where I'm actually losing, which I'm not really accustomed to, uh, I'm going with You're the Brady. I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm going with the Brady Bunch, but I'm going for two. And I don't see... I think it's going to be really easy for the Bucks to uh, win by at least two touchdowns over the Rams. I think the Rams are going to show who they really are today. And, uh, gee, Gerald, let's see. Gerald might be talking about the Buffalo game here. So, uh, uh, let's see. The number one seed Kansas City Chiefs host the Buffalo. All right, Gerald, hold on. Tell us about the other game. The LA Rams are in Tampa to take on the Brady Bunch. I'm going with the Rams and getting three points. I do not feel good about this pick at all. I feel you, Gerald. I feel you. All right. Let's let's get to the final game of this weekend. John, Buffalo and your your precious, precious... Kansas City Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs haven't had the the best year this year, but you know what? They're in the playoffs. They're the number two seed. Where the hell are my Minnesota Vikings? Actually, they're the they're the uh, de-, de facto number one seed now. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Well, whoever wins this game hosts hosts the game next week. Right. Exactly. So, uh, anyways, Chiefs are up, or Chiefs are a point and a half favorite. I am going to take the Chiefs. I think they're going to. Uh, it's going to be a good game. That is going to be a fabulous game. This is one where I'm going to wind up losing sleep because it'll be into the, <laughs> in, into the, uh, be cutting into my sleep time yeah, here. Yeah, I gotta, I got I got to work early. Yeah. All right. So now Should I'm I going. Will, Taking the Chiefs. I'm going the other way. I'm taking the Bills. I'm going for two. It's a matter of necessity. And I think if the Bills get going, if Josh Allen gets going, I really think that that can happen. I really do. Am I counting on it? I expect it to be a shootout. I really do expect yeah. it to be a shootout. And finally, Gerald, let's. Uh, what do you got to say? You started talking about it. Now we want to hear about your pick. The number one seed Kansas City Chiefs host the Buffalo Bills today. I'm going for two and giving up 13 and a half points with the chefs. Great googly moogly. I have to catch up to Mr. Shannon. So there you have it. He thought 
Kansas City was the number one seed as well. So let's recap. Let's see where we stand. Uh, going into tonight. Well, yesterday, uh, John and Gerald each went with Cincinnati and won. Each picked up a point. I went for two with Tennessee and, and promptly got my ass handed to me. Uh, Gerald and I, I went for San Francisco, picked up a point. Gerald went for San Francisco, but went for three and was sorely disappointed. John went with his Packers and uh, wah, wah, as John likes to say. Hooser! Today, today, today. Uh, John and I both like Tampa Bay. I'm going for two. John's just playing a straight. Meanwhile, Gerald likes those LA Rams and he's playing a straight. For the nightcap that neither one of us will be awake to see the end of the game for. John's going with his hometown Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going for two with Buffalo. Meanwhile, Gerald goes for two with those Kansas City great googly moogly chefs. That concludes. Uh, wait, it seems like it went quick this week. That concludes John and Ed versus the spread for this week. Uh, like we always say, you know, it, look, if you're going to use our picks to gamble real money, John, what is it we always say? Well, all I can say is, is I can't wait, personally can't wait until it becomes legal here in Minnesota so I can play that MGM uh, app that they keep uh, bragging about. All right. Well, that, that made no no sense to me, but there you have it, kids. All right. Well, you know, you're... You're kicking ass here right now. You're 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 kicking butt, and uh, you know I'd I like also, to be able to parlay that into a little bit of money, as opposed to a as opposed to a plastic baby cup that I, I have no chance of getting to begin with. You're playing against a flipping computer for God's sake. <laughs> Actually, you're playing against a spreadsheet, is what you're playing against. Oh man! So. so by the way, just on a, on a quick side note here, uh, we were talking last week about the USFL. I, I, uh, when you're right, you're right, and you were right, and I don't quite understand it why they're doing it this way, but apparently I will explain uh, USFL, every game that the USFL is going to be playing is going to be played in Birmingham. Yes. Would you like and, to know? Would you like to know why? If you can't figure it out, for yeah, yourself? I would like to know why because I just is not as logical as a it's to keep door on a submarine. It's to keep expenses down for the first year. Uh, put the product out there. They have more control over it. You know, this is what happens with a lot of these startup leagues: is they put themselves in eight, ten, twelve cities. Not every city is as open arm welcome. Next thing you know, you got franchises moving and all that. So I don't think it's a horrible idea to start playing in one city, play all the games there, work the kinks out of the first year before you take these teams and deposit them in their respective cities. What they're saying is, we know we're going to lose money year one. Absolutely no question about it. So instead of instead of pissing away money on travel and all that. We keep everybody close, and especially in this time of COVID, they can have a bubble more or less. You can test them every day. It actually makes a lot more sense than you might think. And let's face it, are, you know, are the uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies 
or Tampa Bay Bandits ready to uh, take over Raymond James Stadium? No. No, not at all. So, plus this, the the people in Birmingham, it it definitely helps them. A, they get they get to see a lot more football. They'll be using two sites, I believe. And uh, and who knows? This might get the attention of the NFL down the line. Never know. Yeah. Well, so I wish the league luck. I really do. I think the idea is a. I think it's a great idea. Uh, people like football. Uh, and I think especially, especially if we don't wind up having a baseball season this year, I right? Just, that just doesn't let me. You know who will have a baseball season this year, though. Uh, we will. We will. We will. We will. We will. <laughs> we will take care of that baseball uh, Jones for you. If uh, if it doesn't pan out. Uh, by the way, I personally believe. I said this the last time they struck or locked out. I said the next time will be the last time. I don't be surprised if Major League Baseball goes bye bye. You got a bunch of millionaires fight with a bunch of billionaires. Baseball is losing its grip. You know, attendance wise and and all that, and the money's just about to stop. People. Do not want to hear you fighting over millions of dollars. Okay, especially when it costs uh, an arm, a leg, and two testicles to right to be able to go to a damn to go to game. a game. Well, and again, it's been a while since I've been to a game, but I like to use the example of one night me and my buddies decided let's go. It was a Tuesday night. The Milwaukee Brewers were in town. They had just shifted over to the National League. Let's go to the Marlins game. And there was a coupon in the paper. Four tickets for 10 bucks. Great. It was... We got there. We were sitting in the upper deck, the upper level. But there was nobody there. some palm trees that you were along that you had to kind of sit in there for those kind of tickets? Say again? You have to sit with the coconuts and... Shut up. Shut up. This was when they were playing back at, at Joe Robbie Stadium. But... We paid 10 bucks for four tickets, okay? It cost 20 to park. And I went and I got a beer and a hot dog, and that cost me like $4,000. Jesus, yeah, that's... It's it just, you know... Look, I understand people have to, you know... But you take a couple of kids to a game, you shouldn't have to spend a week's salary. You know... You should be able to take your kid to a game. Admission, they're going to want a hot dog, a pretzel, and a couple of Cokes during the course of the game. You shouldn't have to spend 50 bucks for all, you know, for all that. You know. Yes, exactly. But, uh, anyway. I'll tell you, the stadium, COVID will have to go away first. But I tell you, the stadium that'll finally do it, he will be called a genius. But the first time that you actually offer, like you do in a movie theater and just about every other place, as far as drinks go, as far as Coca Cola or whatever, is when you get you get a certain size cup and you get free refills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to do that anytime. Yeah, because that cost them pennies. 
that cup you're oh, paying yeah. that cup of Coke you're paying four dollars and fifty cents for. I think the cup is more expensive than the product itself. Please. But but anyway, yes, Birmingham. Uh, this this is the best move they can make. Do everything right there, and then they may do this for two years. I don't know. That's my speculation. And then they, you know, two years down the line, then they start, you know, putting teams in their cities because now they've generated interest. Now people want to see their team, or they haven't. Maybe what you do, what you wind up getting is okay. Let's say Houston. Just I'm just taking my. Let's say all of a sudden, okay, the Houston's seen this product for a couple of years. It says, meh. Yeah, I don't want it. Uh, then maybe give an opportunity to another city that really does, has right. looked at its product and says, hey, I'd kind of like to have something like this. Right. Well, again, that's what happens with a lot of these leagues. The first year, there's there's franchise relocations out the yin-yang. You know, and... Uh, so yeah, give give it gives everybody a chance to settle down. We don't want it. Yeah, blah blah blah. Now, now we would be remiss here on this program if we did not crack open John. It's that time. It's way past that time. I know, we, right? We are uh, so let's crack open a bag of chips. How many Americans died with COVID compared to how many died from COVID? This isn't stupid. It's dishonest. 75% of COVID deaths occurred in people with at least four comorbidities. This mope is the same guy who said January the 6th. You would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. And now he's trying to say 75% of the 900,000 dead from COVID would have died anyway, which is bullshit. What did you say? The CDC study was of a million vaccinated people and of the 36 people in that group who died from COVID. 36 out of a million. 0.003%. Coincidentally, also the same percentage of correct answers Marjorie Taylor Greene got on her SATs. Flood the Capitol building. I know math is hard, but the study Clyde Butcher is actually a testament to the vaccine's success. Most people don't die from COVID, but one out of 300 Americans did. And without a vaccine mandate, poor people who can't work from home are most likely to get sick and die. The difference between a number and a Republican is simple. Secret forces you can't see. Numbers don't lie. That's a good one. Goddamn right. It's nice. a revolution. Yeah. I like that. Numbers don't lie. No. No, they sure don't. They can be manipulated every once in a while, but they don't lie. Right. By the way, are you are you aware that there are now Nazis living on Mars? Uh, there are. Well, according to according to these folks, it's from our friends, the Good Liars. Yeah, I shoot food for a living all around the world. Did you know that the, the Nazis were living on Mars? Yep. Really, I did. Yeah. Okay. Because I just heard that oh, right now. I'm telling you. Yeah. The more you know, the more you know. Wait. So so how long have, how long have you known this? My mind is a little bit blown right now. Maybe a year. It's more people living off planet than underground and on the Right. I want to tell my family about this, but I'm afraid they're going to say I'm fucking crazy. They will. They'll commit you. They say, you can't be saying that stuff. You're ruining Thanksgiving right. dinner. What I try and tell myself is, it's not crazy if it's true. But we're not crazy, right? No, we're so it's, not crazy. It's, it's, There's nothing crazy about saying that Nazis live on Mars. No. Woo! So that's what Total Recall was based on. <laughs> what's What's scary is that she didn't hesitate. She jumped right into that. 
you know, look at her. She's committed to the whole BS. She just heard about it herself because they just made it up. They literally just made it up. And oh, that that was at a QAnon conference, you know, where it goes oh, one goes on. Yeah, God knows what you can come up with there. Yeah, well, that's jeez. Uh, there's a there's a I love following those guys. Follow them at at, at the Good Liars. Uh, T h e g o o d l i a r s. These guys are Mickey Mouse. Don't make me sing. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Uh, by the way, I got I got a few more things locked and loaded just in case things kind of kind of dip down here and uh, we run out of steam as we as we've want to do. So, John, I don't. Really... Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Are you though? You know what we haven't talked about, and I don't know if we shouldn't devote like a lot more time to this. We talked about this off air. Uh, that we were going to do this one day. Talk about the, all the cabs we have driven, the makes and models, and do you remember us discussing that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you remember? Well, I, I'll, I'll just kind of we'll, we'll just kind of put our toe in the water here. Do you remember the very first taxi you drove? It was I know it was a Dodge product. Um. I don't remember what model. I know it was a Dodge product, but I don't remember much beyond that. Okay. Any idea what year? Well, oh, what year well, was considering it? I, considering I started in 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 eighty three, I would be willing to bet that that vehicle was a seventy eight <clears throat> or seventy nine at best. My first was a Chevy Impala with the square, the <laughs> the car with all the 90-degree angles on it. Mm-hmm. You could, uh, I believe it was about an 81. It was an 80 or an 81. And I can actually show you that car. And I will. Uh, if we do this next week, I'll, I I have to... Because it appeared in a major motion picture. Mm. And I will tell the story about that and how I came to know that that was the very first cab. It was in the movie after I drove it, but it was the same year. It was not terribly long after I had driven it. Uh, They were shooting this movie in town and they, they, they leased the cab from the cab company they they made it up painted it and all that but you could still because of the uh, vinyl numbers that were stuck on the side of the car you couldn't see it on film you couldn't see it in a picture but if you stood right next to it you could see the the cab number and that was my, my first cab <laughs> and i would think that i actually cab. was a part of a shoot once in my uh in, in a cab i was driving you got to take this from me don't you I'm sorry. I, I just I, I I apologize, but I'm just telling you the truth. Isn't there isn't it the enough movie, to, that you're cheating your way through football? You remember the movie Fargo, right? I've never seen it. Neither. I actually haven't seen it from beginning to end myself. But, 
but I was driving. I was driving down a road uh, in Minnesota, Minnesota, driving uh, down a road alongside one of their squad cars, one of their uh, stage uh, squad cars, and there was a helicopter overhead. Right. And so I was part I, I'm pretty sure this wound up on the cutting room floor mm-hmm. but um, I was uh, I'm pretty sure I was being filmed going uh, uh, next to or having this squad car I forget who passed who but basically this and it was an obvious it obviously wasn't a a Twin Cities area squad car this was part of the movie we call them we call them picture cars was oh, that what they call? It? Well, they okay. Call them picture well, cars. Whatever it was called, that's it. I was part of that scene, mm-hmm. and um, eh, it was. Uh, but you really weren't. Well, yeah, because it wound. Like I said, it, I'm sure it wound up on the cutting room floor. But honest. you don't know that for certain. I don't, because I've never seen the movie from beginning. To end. Perhaps you'll watch the movie, find the scene. Give me the time frame, and I'll see if I can't dig it up. I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can. Oh, it oh, isn't yeah. the most important thing in my life. I understand that, but anyway. You know what? I, I think... So anyway, th- those were our first cabs. And uh, there might be something interesting to talk about as we... Uh, cause we, we did discuss this off-air, and... Uh, I think it's something we uh, we can certainly I've look into. Driven in again in thirty eight years, I've driven my share of, of Ford. It used to be the LTDs, mm-hmm. then the Crown Vicks. That was probably the majority of the cars I drove were right the Ford products. Um, drove drove a, a couple of Chryslers. Mm-hmm. I did drive a Grand Fury, I remember, at uh, one point in time. Um, but I've also driven some interest, other interesting vehicles. When I was in Vegas, well, why don't you I save was... that, save that for when we have the big discussion? Oh, I thought we were doing this discussion. No, no, no. I'm not ready for it. I just wanted to, I wanted to tease it. I just oh, wanted to tease. It. Well, you didn't tell me you were such a tease. Oh, I didn't say. Look, look, what can I tell you? You're you're winning the damn football, so give me this. Please. Or as my grandfather used to say, will you please? <laughs> <clears throat> meanwhile, meanwhile, getting back to one of our favorite topics, two of our favorite topics combined. It's two, two, two minutes and one. The chipster talking about religion. Praise him. Be quiet, Gil. Not about you. Don't question my faith. That's Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw. You may be surprised to hear he's a congressional candidate from Texas and not a hitman in a porno movie. He's admonishing a 10-year-old girl who has a simple question. Don't question my faith. Dan, no one cares about your faith. In fact, I found that people who talk about their faith incessantly are the least likely to practice it. You are destroyed forever. Remember Jerry Falwell saying that AIDS was God's punishment or his son backing Trump? I think it's the way the, the game is played. Here's Jerry Jr. practicing his faith 
faith and getting some strange. We have great relationship with God, with uh, the evangelicals. And- uh, I don't remember. Fat Donnie either is conning the evangelicals or they're just greedy as uh, and Trump is their meal ticket. There are over 3,000 religions and they all can't be right. I live in a country where you and I can make that decision for ourselves. So, Dan. Don't question my faith. Let's try to remember what Jesus said to the Romans in Matthew 11:38, And I paraphrase, don't be a dick. Damn right. It's nice. It's a revolution. <laughs> yes, don't be I a dick. I forgot about that. I saw this morning, and again, there's another video that I did not have time, or audio, I should say, uh, to put together. It was Ricky Gervais uh, on the Stephen Colbert show. And they were talking about faith and religion and all that. And uh, Stephen Colbert has his faith, and that, and that's all fine. And, you know, no, but Rick, Ricky Gervais falls into my category of, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but he, Ricky made a couple of good points. He said, you believe in your God, right? Colbert says, yeah. And uh, says, well, there's 3,000 gods that people believe in. So I don't believe in any of them. You just believe in one less than I do. No, uh, you, you don't believe, you don't believe in 2,999 of them. I only don't believe one more than you. But he, the more interesting point he made was he said if you take all the religious books the bibles and Qurans and all that or any other kind of books any kind of books at all forget the the religious books and you destroyed them a thousand years from now those books won't come back they won't come back exactly the same thing if you destroyed all the science books in a thousand years people will, will come back to the same conclusions science doesn't change and it was just it was just a great great point and colbert's you know was looking at him and go, okay that's that's a valid point it was a nice nice uh civilized discussion although there was major disagreement there didn't, it didn't agree yeah uh right two people that did not agree on this but and i'm gonna try and dig that up for next week because i i was just blown away by it ricky gervais is very 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 intelligent man and uh, he makes some really valid points. He can be a giant dick, too, but... Oh. A lot of us fall into that category. Well, speak for yourself there, Mr. Cheating. Uh... By the way, did you... I we opened up the last bag of chips here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Apropos of nothing, okay. did you see on the news out in Los Angeles... Along the railroad tracks, where these have broken into all the freight cars, and they're stealing all these packages—FedEx, Amazon, etc., etc.—and they're just tearing boxes. The train tracks are littered with stuff with deliveries that never got made because they were broken into. Now, I say that just—I, you know—I'm not thinking that well, maybe certain sporting trophies may or may not make it to their intended destination certain things you know so i'm just saying jeez i'm just i just saying. realized i just real just realized where that was going now that's a legit story by the way that is a legit oh, I, story I, I do yeah i know 
So you know, I'm, I tell you, that goes to show you how, if you think about it, and I love trains. I'm fascinated by by trains. God, does it just seem like to me like it is a very inefficient mode of Absolute, transportation? Absolutely whether not. It's goods or people Absol- or whatever. Absolutely not. You can put more on a train. <clears throat> okay. Especially large, heavy objects. Mm-hmm. And remember, a freight car is, oh, I don't know, it's, it's probably four tractor trailers, maybe more. <clears throat> now, yes, the problem with the train is it doesn't have a steering wheel. And it can only go where it can go. But you can also do a two-mile train and pull an incredible amount okay. of items cross-country. This train had cargo on it. Yeah. Why wasn't that moving? Why? Because, because they have to stop. They have to put the trains together, add cars to it. You know, you don't you don't put a hundred car train just it just poof appears. It needs to be done. Heck, up here, here where where, where I was spawned on the west side of Manhattan, there used to be a tra- train yard. About fifty something street, sixty street. They built buildings over it now. It's long gone, but they used to have freight trains sitting on the tracks. I only went one time as a kid, but the older guys used to go and bust into these freight cars all the time uh grab whatever was there it happens it happens all over the country like i'm not either that or you're gonna have to design well what would be the better way find a way to keep these keep these cars moving well you gotta stop at some point together you might not be able to put together a hundred car train like that Okay, maybe we should figure out that, okay, maybe it isn't as practical to have a 100-car train. Maybe let's settle with a 25-car train. That is still more efficient travel. But you still still have to stop and put the cars together. But it wouldn't take nearly as long. People that broke into these train cars, into these uh, freight cars saw an opportunity it isn't i'm sure that it, that that they just the car just sat there or just stopped and man well geez we got a small opportunity to take it I'll, I'll guarantee you that that car was sitting there for a couple of days i don't know you know what when it comes to that you're right you've got to make the scheduling less predictable exactly you know so that okay we know every tuesday and thursday at 8 30 p.m uh you know these cars are going to be sitting here as they assemble the trains now that's that's easier said than done because remember you have manpower you have to schedule around this and all that uh i'm sure security can be beefed up but as far as moving goods cross country or over long distances your train is your best bet because remember an 18 wheeler has to stop the driver is under restrictions Yes, train engineers are as well, but they stop the train, swap out the crew. You've got, you know, look, an engineer can take a, a small break. He's got he's got somebody there with him. Uh, it's well, a lot. And, and, yeah. 
lot different. I, I having having transported railroad crews, uh, I've just I've seen the fact. Okay, a crew uh, times out. Right. And and Everybody they're does. gone. They they totally they totally abandoned that that train. Yes, I know. That train is sitting there waiting for that next crew to get there, and that doesn't happen instantaneously. Right, but even if the next crew is there, they may not necessarily be at each car. And that's the other thing, to be able to somehow have the technology. I mean, God knows we've got technology up the ass. Why the hell isn't there some sort of an alarm? You don't know that there's not. Okay. I don't know all the details of the story. Okay. So, let's not presume there's not. I'm just saying, if you're expecting something in the mail, say sometime in late February, maybe it comes, maybe it doesn't. I don't care if you have to bring that son of a bitch hand deliver it this time. <laughs> I, I, Either that or I'm going to come out there and get it from you. Again, we are not responsible for shipping delays and... You know. I might just, hey, that, I just thought of that. Maybe this time, if and when I win oh, this thing. Oh, that's not, that's not possible. It's, uh, if and when I win this thing, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to make a, I have never been inside the Radio TFI Executive Tower. Nor will you ever and be. You're I not authorized. You're not authorized. I, I don't give a damn. I got the authorization right here. <laughs> Easy now. Easy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the paperwork has not been filled out. You're, yeah, you have you. not been background checked yet. You've only been anyway. you've only been with the company five years. I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. It's time for the Gil has Gil has full question. access though. Oh yeah, yeah. Let let's. We almost got through the whole show without you asking. The million dollar question. Go ahead. What in the wide, wide world of sports <laughs> is going on with Wordle. Wordle. What the hell is Wordle? Wordle is a word game. You play it once a day. It's free. A computer randomly chooses a five-letter word. You get... Now, you've seen the boxes that, that come up. Yeah. I've seen that. Okay. The, the the colors indicate which letters were correct and which were wrong. You have five or six tries to get the five-letter word. You have no hints, no clues. So you start with a five-letter word, and it will tell you that the letter is either incorrect, it's correct but in the wrong spot, or correct and in the right spot. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you figure out now, I just, you know, what the word is. I just started playing it a week or so ago. And John's asking because I keep, when I get them right, I, I tweet them, which a lot of people do. And him and a couple other people are just like, what the? Yeah, so, exactly. so it, it's, I like these kind of games. Again, there's no prize involved. There's no hints, no clues. Here's a box. Start with five letters. It's got to be a legit word, though. You just can't put random letters in. 
So, you know, like today, I could put start with today. T-O-D-A-Y. It would tell me the T is in the correct place, but everything else is wrong. Or tell me that the Y is in the word, but it's in the wrong place and everything else is wrong. Okay. Every, every now and again, somebody will get the, I had it happen. I got the word on the first try. And that's just total random. You have no idea what the word could be. You have no clue. It's easier there's to... there's no theme to it. There's no theme. Nope. There's nothing going on. No. Nope. This word, every totally day... Totally random. Word, huh? Totally random. Totally random. But if you like these kind of games, it's fascinating. Because you'll sit there... I've sat there for an hour. Running through my head. Where would this fit? Where would that fit? And sometimes you'll use... You know, it tells you what letters you've used and all that. Yeah. And sometimes you'll have to throw in a word that you know it's not just to see if certain letters are there. Okay. So you're burning a turn. And, uh, you know, and it's words you, you forget exist. Last night I had one. Uh, there's another site that does Unlimited. Uh, but I was playing. I could not for the life of me figure out this word. It was exits. E-X-I-T-S. And X is not a letter you consider using all that often so it's it's actually for me it's quite engaging it, well, it, it's a nice way to keep the the older brain cells still functioning a little bit so and I, mean, I got some older brain cells let me tell you well, ain't that far behind you uh, well be that as it may so there now are you satisfied with what wordle is now hmm yeah, at least now I know. I was like, oh, Follow them. What? Look them up on Twitter. And in their in their uh, bio, in their description, it gives you the website. It's a .uk. Uh, okay. And it'll take you right to it. And it's, you know, it's not it's not a horrible way to kill some time. Hey, listen, it, we have just a, a couple of seconds here. I want to put this out here real quick, and I just completely, completely forgot all about it. But, hey, listen, uh, oh, God, what the hell is his name? Dallas Mavericks owner. Mark Cuban. Uh, sorry, Mark, Mark Cuban has launched a new website where you uh, get drugs at quite a uh, competitive price. Uh, costplusdrugs.com. Check it out if you don't have a chance. That's all. Uh, that's all we got for this week. Thank you for joining us on the Texas Radio tonight. That guy over there at Van Ness. I'm John Shannon. I got money. See ya. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests do not necessarily state or reflect those of the company and its management. Furthermore, the assumptions, views, opinions and insinuations made by the host and guests do not reflect those of the show, the management and the network. In addition, all copyrighted material is used without permission and will be removed with notification from the rightful owners or their agent. So there.